If you're a parent, teacher, or school leader, and you're sick and tired of the frustration, anger, and unfair treatment of children at high risk in our public schools, then perhaps it's time for all of us to do something about it. In this podcast, Dr. Amitra Berry brings you tips, tools, strategies, and tactics to build successful solutions while touching, moving, and inspiring all of us to transform our schools so that every child thrives. Here's your host, Dr. Berry. Welcome back, Equity Warriors. Thanks for joining me. You know, together, we are out to change the conversation about equity in education. We're about changing the trajectories of the lives of marginalized and oppressed children, not just in the United States, but around the globe. I cannot do this alone. And I know you're sharing this message. Thank you so much for doing that. But I have a special ask for you today. If you know of a conference or organization or event that needs to hear this message, that needs to understand why this is so important at this time in our history with what's going on in our schools, in our world, get them connected. I've put a special email down in the notes for this episode. It's drb at almitraberry.com. Have them listen to an episode. Give them that email address. Let's get this message out to larger audience. You and I together, we as a community, we can affect change. Let's do this. James Baldwin wrote, Children have never been very good at listening to their elders, but they have never failed to imitate them. Hey there, Equity Warriors. Thanks for joining me today. You know, when I first began teaching, I started out as a day-to-day substitute. I always call that uh, trial by fire. I'll tell you whether or not you really want to be a teacher. I was flipped off, cussed out, physically struck by more than one cute little kindergarten boy. And I've got a number for you. 17,000. 17,000. That is the number of preschool students who were suspended or expelled nationwide in 2021. 17,000 preschool students suspended or expelled. There are roughly, or 2021, 1.4 million students in PK. So half of the 17,000 suspended or expelled were, oh yeah, you're going to guess this one, black boys. Now, no, that is nowhere, anywhere in the neighborhood of proportionate. So what in the name of bias and racism is that all about? When I read those numbers, I thought about one year I had a student, we'll just call him DJ. Every single year I had him as a sixth grader. Every single year when we went back through his queue, he had maxed out his suspensions each year. Every single year he was a day or two from reaching the threshold where he would be expelled and sent to an alternative campus. To say he was a behavioral challenge is a wee bit of an understatement. He was intelligent, though. He wasn't schooled. He lacked foundations in reading and math, and is it no wonder because he was being sent home all the time. He was angry, some of it rightfully so, but we also did have a diagnosis of ADHD. And unfortunately for this child, he was unmedicated, not because he didn't have a prescription for the meds, but because his mom found greater value financially in selling his meds on the street than in medicating him so that he could get through the school day. So DJ was a a little bit of a challenge for me. And one day, I remember as he was 
standing in line waiting to come into the classroom. He turned around and punched the girl that was standing in line behind him. And it just broke my heart. She said something to him. I don't know what it was, but it didn't take much to set him off from time to time. And so because it was a physical assault, yes, he had to be suspended and it was a mandatory three days. And I remember sitting in the office with him and asking him, what were you thinking? And he shrugged his shoulders and he looked at me and he said, can I still come to school for reading? Can I still come to school for reading? And we had recently, um, or in that year, we had implemented a reading program. And for the first time in his life, he was feeling success in class. He was learning. Yes, he was in the sixth grade. He was reading at about a third grade level at the time, but he was experiencing success. He was learning how to read. He was getting excited. We're about to send him home for three days for punching somebody. And he says, can I still come to school for reading? And so like any teacher who gives assault about her kids and their academic success, I set about a way to make that happen. And so we sort of worked it out. And I always say statute of limitations has expired and I no longer work for that school district, so they can't fire me. We had our, I can't remember what his actual title was, but sort of liaison to the community that worked at the school. And so we arranged for him to go pick DJ up every morning, walk him to reading, be there before the reading period was over and then take him back home so he didn't miss his reading class. I know that's not supposed to happen. I know had we gotten reported at the time, we probably all would have gotten in a little bit of trouble for that, but we did it for the child. But what's happening in our PKs is what probably happened to DJ very early on in his educational career. We have early childhood teachers and we know that from research year over year over year, some of this goes way back, that early childhood teachers watch black boys more closely than white boys when they're expecting challenging behavior. They're looking at the black boys first and they're looking at the black boys more often and they're looking at the black boys more. We look at the discipline and teaching practices of early childhood teachers. We find that they are inequitable with our racially minoritized children, so with our black and brown children. They don't teach them the same that they teach the white kids, and not in a good way. I'm not talking about differentiating instruction. Young students who happen to be expelled or suspended are as much as 10 times more likely to drop out of high school. They're more than 10 times more likely to experience academic failure and in-grade retention. They have negative school attitudes and they face incarceration as adults 10 times more often than those who are not suspended or expelled in early childhood. When a child is suspended or expelled in early childhood, there is a direct correlation with suspension and expulsion later on. When that is the discipline that's meted out to a three or four-year-old, it becomes the standard for their discipline throughout their academic career. And we know what happens when we take kids out of class. They don't have opportunities for developing foundational skills, much like DJ, taken out of school year after year after year. And like I said, he was smart. He was intelligent. He just hadn't been educated. Their foundational academic skills, their foundational socio-emotional skills are impacted because we have taken them out of the learning when they're not in school, especially in early childhood, we're missing all sorts of opportunities for diagnosing any learning disability that they might have 
or any mental health issues. Well, that's provided we actually have psychologists on campus and nurses on campus and social workers on our campuses to actually do that work. But that's another podcast. When we remove them, we create a provision gap and we're beginning a discipline gap. Those children are labeled forever as discipline problems. Early childhood education, PK, that should be about fostering and nurturing positive learning and development. It should be about kids getting excited about being in school and about learning and developing that curiosity, right? I just love their little faces when they come to school and they're excited about learning and they know they're going to do some fun stuff. It's not a place for suspending and expelling students. And even soft disciplinary practices, like pulling them out of the group, setting them into a corner, those things need to be monitored as well, heavily, heavily. So let's start taking a look at early childhood education. And if you're an early childhood educator that wants to talk about this, go to AskDrBerry.com. Continue to join me every week. I will answer your questions and bring you experts to help address the topics that you send me. Don't worry about things you cannot change. Let's change the things you can no longer accept. I'll see you next time. That's it for today's episode of the 3E Podcast. Head over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in a grand prize drawing to win a $25,000 value private VIP day with Dr. Barry herself. Be sure to head over to 3epodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Dr. Barry's gift. Then join us on the next episode.